a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. This is with 100% creative director and co-founder Mark Blanchard. A uh, real interesting guy. Started uh, One industry. started 100%, uh, worked at JT. Real, real interesting guy. And uh, I think you guys will enjoy this. Flyracing.com, please check them out, everybody. Blake Baggett, Weston Pike, and uh, many other guys running Fly Racing uh, out there on the Nationals as well. They make watercraft stuff. It's coming up. Check out their watercraft line at flyracing.com. Also, to Max's Tires, MXST, tire developed by Jeremy McGrath. Uh, whether it's for your bike, your trailer, your truck, UTV, Max's makes tires for all of that to let you hook up, pull the whole shot, and beat the comp. And any trainer conditions, uh, Max's.com and Alpine Stars, Tech 7s, which I love, Tech 10s, the benchmark boot in moto, or even the A4 chest protector that goes over top or underneath uh, your jersey to combine performance and protection into a lightweight chest and back protector that offers a modular design that can be used with bionic neck support system. CE certified, the A4 uh, also incorporates adjustable kidney straps that are combined with thoroughformed rib protection panels, people. So thanks to Fly Racing, thanks to Maxis, thanks to Alpine Stars. Let's get right into the show, can we? Here's Mark Banchard. And now, as promised, everybody, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, the creative director and co-founder of 100%. This man's super interesting, got a lot going on in the industry that he's done over the years, and uh, a real interesting uh, guy uh, to talk to. I think for you people, you'll really enjoy it. Mark Blanchard. What's up, Mark? How are you? Great. How are you doing, Steve? I am good. Thank you for doing this. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. First for me, so I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, people really love these podcasts with guys like you that have been around the industry for a long time, but in the background a lot. You know, you're really responsible for a lot of things we see and, 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 and have in our lives product-wise, and then, you know, um, but nobody may, may not know your name or may not know much about you, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know. Working behind the scene—that's that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. most designers' uh, task. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, first of all, I guess I let's start with uh, let's start with your work with Racer X. While while we're at it, a little while ago, uh, it was the 20th anniversary of Racer X, and Davey was here actually in Vegas. We did a real interesting podcast about the starting the magazine and and going through it and, and working with his mom and his dad and everything else. And uh, and he brought up your name, of course. Um, what do you remember about the early days of Racer X magazine? Oh, well, um, you know, I was already in the States, and, and <clears throat> basically I, um, I was working at JT, and then I met Davey when he was uh, doing his uh, racing paper. Mm-hmm. 
and a uh, cool guy, you know, we clicked right away. And, um, I mean, obviously, uh, passionate guys. Yeah. And, uh, and, and at one point when he decided to go full color, he, uh, mm-hmm. he knew I was had a background with magazines. So, yep. um, so he, uh, he, he approached me, he said, Hey, you know, what do you think? You know, what, um, do you, do you feel you could do this for us? And, you know, he, so we had a meeting with Eric Johnson, uh, yep. Davey and myself, and I think, uh, uh, Hartner. Oh yeah, and yeah. Four of us, and that's it. And we're sitting at a at a table, and he was mapping it out. And I was like, man, you know, this is exciting, and yeah. I just I just want to be help you guys out, you know. And uh, so that's how it started. Um, yeah. And so they did you they, they give you a little bit of a guideline, or did they say, hey, Mark, we trust you, uh, design it the way you want, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, he was pretty much open. Like you know, Davey was was. Uh, I mean, he was a a good fan of of what I've done so far at the, mm-hmm. before that, and he's like he knew that I was. Uh, I did Motorvert magazine for like five years, so yeah. he he was like, man, you know, it's not your first rodeo. You're just gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna do it. You know, I'm sure. And and he um, he had some guidelines, but nothing yeah. very. Uh, Stead in stone, you know. I just uh, started to do some comps, and he, you know, they liked it right away, and uh-huh. and we we start working. So how long? How long did you? How many issues did you do, or how long did you do the magazine for? Uh, I don't remember, but it was probably like a couple of years. Yeah, like the first two years, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I did the logo and everything. I mean, the first, the first uh, really layout and yeah. all, all the the you know the the contents and all sure. that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, it lasts two years because at one point I was doing this with One Industries. And, yeah, okay. And and it, it got to a point where where <laughs> right. my job at One was getting yeah <laughs> obviously very busy and I was just like wow you know I'm overwhelmed and and I remember uh, Davey uh, camping uh, at the at the office. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We were downtown San Diego, small small little place, and and he was camping there and just you know basically doing the magazine yeah. three or four days. And it took a toll on me. It took a toll on them too. I'm sure. Right, right. So they had to get organized. They they got bigger, and and we got bigger at once. So at one point, it was mm-hmm. like, hey, you know what? I'm, you know, uh, I'm gonna hire uh, Langren. Yeah, Langren. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, great guy. And and but I want I still want you to do the the cover. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll do whatever you want. And so I kept doing the cover for a while. But it was it was natural for for or David to 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 be uh, the owner in. owner of the whole magazine, including the cover. So yeah. at one point, you know, it was natural, and he just took over, and uh, and that's uh, that's the race track story. It was uh, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Davy every day. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at now, twenty years of it. You know, in those early issues uh, with the Fro cover and the JT story, yeah, and, yeah. and and McGrath cover, the opening one, of course, with the with the sparks in the background. Um, yeah. I'm a I'm a creative guy uh, for podcasting and writing, and I got a lot of ideas. But artistically, Mark, I can't draw anything. I don't have a great eye for artistic. And I and but but being in the magazine industry for a long time, I'm always amazed. Like the cover is so important. Mm-hmm. It's in. It's for important for sales. It's important for people to pick it up. It's important for subscribers, uh, and and so much goes into the design of a cover that you would appreciate, but I think most people wouldn't. Yeah, I mean the cover is is the first thing you see. It needs to stand out in the stands and 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 whatnot. Uh, but it comes with um, rules, rules mm-hmm. of thumbs, yeah. and, and and you know obviously sales is a big is a big factor. 
you know what I like about it as, as a designer is not necessarily what what what's a good sell. Sure, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, so my life, but <laughs> yeah, the thing is, you know, um, we try to push the envelope. At the time, you know, it's when you're small, you have nothing to lose. You know, mm -hmm. basically, yeah. so you just do stuff that you enjoy, you're passionate about, and then and then after that, the sales start to be more important. And, mm -hmm. And then you, you start to say, well, we can't do that. And, well, you know, this issue didn't sell well because, you know, it was only, a, um, you know, throw on the cover, for yeah. example, yeah. That, for that matter. And, and then, uh, you know, people tend to like action on, on yeah. the cover yeah. rather than just, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, on that note, I kind of, you know, um, have a note on, on the Trans World magazine because they're really, really um, pushing the envelope yeah, on the covers. Yeah, they absolutely are. It's very, yeah. I mean, it's very unique and, um, you know, very artsy. And yep. I don't know how long that will I'll last, but I mean, it's, it's you have to be. Yeah, yeah no. It's, it's a good one. I, I've, I've brought up a few times. I'm like, hey, man, why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why don't we do? And I'm always told that doesn't sell. That doesn't sell. Don't you can't do that. You can't do this. Right. You, you know, know. Yeah, it's always it's always interesting. It goes so much goes into it. You know. Yeah, um, and then uh, you know it's the way it's the way magazine business works. Sometimes yeah. it's just like well, you know, it's it looks like last month or the month before. Sure. Yeah. You just uh, well, I guess that's what the numbers are. Yeah. You know, all for. Um, well, hey, congratulations on the success of 100% and yeah, uh, terrific uh, goggle line. You guys have branched out the bicycle stuff. You've got a whole casual wear, uh, you know, sort of athletic equipment. The Geico guys uh, are running it as far as the official uh, uh, apparel. Um, Man, I guess you've done it, Mark. You did it again. You, you did it with one. You did, you did it again yeah. with Ludo with 100% here. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, to go back at one industries, we were like, you know, started. we started with very humble, obviously, from, uh, you know, with a, a little bit of money and not much. And, mm -hmm. and in a garage, basically, and, and three people. So, you know, we started from nothing but with passion, and that's it. So when we sold, you know, we the fact to start something else and be successful mm -hmm. again is yeah. is is a, is pretty cool, you know. Sure, I, yeah. You know, we can't believe it ourselves, you know, really because we're we're from Moto, we we we're passionate, and and it worked out, you mm -hmm. know. So I, I guess we're like we're like oh. You know, it's yeah. not only luck. You know, we we, we were lucky. You know, yeah, but, but there's there's got to be something else here for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Else. I guess we're, we're a good group, passionate people that, that yeah. does work great together. Mm -hmm. That's I would say because you know obviously it's not only me, it's not only Ludo, it's it's a, it's a bunch of guys that we you know yeah. we have around and 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 also I mean there's a big there's a big part of those guys that are that were at one industries with us. Yeah. So yeah. They came they came from, you know, one industries and they followed us to, to this new venture. So Yeah, absolutely. Now it's uh I, I did the expert on goggle thing for a couple of years. I'm, I'm buddies with Rich Taylor and I did mm -hmm. some goggle service and I yeah. tell this I say this all the time on my show and everything. The goggle world and the tire world, because I was a former mechanic and I was around that part, mm -hmm. the goggle world and the tire world are unbelievably competitive. It's oh. it, it is, it is intense out there, folks, in the trenches with these companies. Yeah, no, it's 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 incredible, and and you know when we started 100, percent you know we were just like, um, you know, obviously we tackled the the, the eyewear business and the, and the goggle business, and 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 we actually had no clue of of how technical or how competitive and mm -hmm. how, how difficult it is to 
to to to do that at, at this level. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, when when everything goes well, you know, you know nobody cares about goggles. But if <laughs> something goes wrong, you yep. know, lost points. Oh then, yeah. I mean, sometimes I I I wouldn't like to be in John Cuso's shoes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I've had team managers tell me, well, one team manager I know made his rider switch, not 100%, made his rider switch another brand because mm-hmm. they weren't doing the job. And he told me, yeah. a $10 piece of foam, and we have a $100,000 motorcycle out there. Right. <laughs> you know? No, it's true. It's yeah. true. It's, it's, yeah. It's, very, it's very tough. And uh, and in and, and the eyewear business, I don't know any other sports that's so demanding yeah. on, on, on equipment like that. You yeah. know, snow, I don't you know, nothing. I mean, right. Uh, yeah, so it's, it, is, it is amazing. So, you're, you know, you're, you're renowned for your design skills and your eye for art. So, you know, you guys are like, hey, we're going to do this goggle company. I'll get into the 100% name later and, and talk, contacting Drewlene and all that. But are you given... Like a blank slate to design a goggle? Does somebody say to you, "Hey, Mark, what do you? How's it going to look? What do we got to do?" Well, first of all, uh, you know, I work with you know, I don't do product as as a as a as, you know the 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more of a graphic guy, more about okay. marketing and, and advertising and stuff like that, catalogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my 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 background is more about about that than than pure product design. But I have, you know, I don't know if you know Jerome Mage. Yeah, uh, I've, I've I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Used to be used to work for for Spy and No Fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a lot of Fox uh, and 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 Shift um, when Shift came back uh, on this on top of the scene. Uh, so he's he's a he's a guy I've been working with since One Industries. Uh, basically, I introduced him to the Spy guy a long time ago, like twenty five years ago. So. Mm-hmm. It, a long time friend and yeah. he's he's the one who does who does um product for us so he's yep he, he obviously you know we we have a uh guidelines and stuff yeah. we like and and then he designed several comps and we pick and yeah and then after that we go to cad and and so on yeah i mean for you you're gonna be i imagine your voice at some point is like hey this doesn't this looks funny or hey no, this, yeah no yeah, of course yeah. of course yeah there's oh. uh there's this part of trust that in, in mm-hmm. to um, that, that goes into any any design, but at the same time, you know, obviously, we kind of set the tone, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, Ludo is pretty good also with, with product, and he knows what's uh, what, you know he he knows what's good looking, but uh, you know, he, he can't really put into words, but he's he has good taste, you yeah. know. So yeah. and and so and so people are around us, so you know, we just kind of. Sit down and look at look at drawings and design, and just like yeah, that's not us. That's yeah. not that's not cool. That's not you know. Right. And we pick, and usually it's um, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, well, so. that philosophy has done well, whether it's been JT or one or hundred yeah, percent or anything no, else. For sure. Um, for sure. Let's go. Uh, let's get the time machine and go back a little bit and yep. and talk about you. You're from France. Uh, you're a moto enthusiast from everybody that knows you from things I've read. Uh, you're probably a lot like me. I grew up in Canada, just reading these American magazines, right? Just devouring them, uh, RJ and Bailey and these guys. Uh, Is that what your, your childhood? Yeah, absolutely. Started, um, you know, obviously 14, 15 years old. I'm, uh, I was born in Paris. Mm -hmm. Um, so not really, um, a place to, to go riding, you know, so, but, but I've always been passionate about the motocross and racing in general, like uh, like competition, like, yeah, yeah. like going 
as a spectator, not not necessarily as a rider, because I I didn't have money, I couldn't afford a bike anyway. Mm-hmm. But I was going to some races, local races around Paris, and um, and basically, as I found in a in an international bookstore, okay. I found a, a motocross action magazine. Oh, okay, and, yeah. Uh, and that's really what exposed me the first time to the U.S. scene because uh, back in the day it was no internet. Obviously, no, of course and, and, not. Yeah, you know I'm old, <laughs> but um, you know. So I was like, you know, uh, when I when I bought those magazines, I was just like, I was keep on going uh, month after month and 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 buying Marcus Action, and and I just like I would devour all those images, and uh, I couldn't read English back then, but um, <laughs> right. in sixteen, but yeah. I was just like, you know, I loved. Um, the, the vibe, the scenes, the, the equipment, the ads, and that starts my passion like that, you know, by myself. And you, know. you, uh, you so you never rode and raced. You never really. Uh, yeah, I rode. I rode after that. You okay. Know? Yeah. But not not when I was fourteen or sixteen. No, no. I was like, you know, I was like a little moped, like, you know, around <laughs> right, Paris. Right, right. <sighs> and, and 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 hey, for people who know too, those are yeah. probably damn expensive magazines to find. Right. Oh yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I start riding after when I start working for Motovert, but not before, actually. Um, and they were expensive to buy MXA. Back, uh, yeah, you know, oh, right? yeah, especially in France. It <laughs> right, was, uh, right. I don't know. That's probably $10 back then. <laughs> uh, I, uh, we used to, 7-Elevens used to get magazines on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I would make multiple trips to 7-Eleven on a Thursday waiting for that new yeah. MXA. Oh we'd, yeah, we'd just be like, "Is it out? Is it out?" And and then sometimes we'd be like, "Hey, did you get your magazines?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, it's over there." And we're like, "Can can, can you dig out the the Morcos action?" <laughs> like that's what we that's what we did, right? I mean, that's yeah, absolutely. Just, just waiting for those magazines because it was all. I mean, I'm in Canada, so I'm not in France, but it's still yeah. it's another lifetime. It's another world away, you know. Uh, absolutely, yeah, and you know, like. I remember clearly seeing, you know, Bob Hanna on the cover. It was just like, and I was a big Yamaha fan. Okay, yeah, Just yeah. having the yellow and the, you know, the the the, the black and white strobes. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, it was like, that start, you know, I was spinning those on my walls in my bedroom. Yeah. So, and, you know. are you starting to go into design and creative stuff? Do you go to school for this around? Are you starting to get interested in yes. it? Yes. Uh, I mean, around between 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18, I went to a, a art school in Paris, which, which uh, was um, kind of, you know, I was lucky to get in, but I was, uh, it was notorious for publishing, okay. um, logo, graphics, you know, yep. very into publishing and print. So that was my background. Um, and, and then when I, when I, um, when I finished school, then, you know, in France back in the day, I had to do uh, some military services. Yeah, that's so, right. That, you guys that, all that had to do that. that yeah. Too, yeah, I know, right? That took a year off my um, uh-huh. my progression. <laughs> but um, that was done, and then uh, I started to uh, apply to, um, to 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 magazines in France, you know, in Paris. And, yep. and I was like, well, you know, I'm, I love motocross. I love I love graphic. I should apply to French motorcycle magazines. So I can apply to two or three magazines back in the day, and. And then uh, I was not that lucky. I got, I got, I got, took a job as a waiter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. But right, you, know, right. you have to do whatever you have to do to um, to earn a little yeah. bit of money. And and then uh, and then the phone rang back in the day, and just like um, it was the motor review creative director that called me and said, "Hey, we're looking for somebody." And uh, I heard you did this school called Estienne. It was a okay. kind of popular school back then. Uh huh. And it's like, yeah, hey, I want to see you. Okay, so I showed up, and um, 
he didn't even look at my portfolio, which, which <laughs> spent so much time on like <laughs> right. creating a brand, creating like motocross um, vibe and stuff. And he's just like, no, man, you you did that school. It's enough for me. You're yeah, hired. Yeah, so, yeah, you're in. Oh. So that was, I was so pumped. That was best in my life. <laughs> so, yeah. So do you go to the first ever Bercy in those? Are you there? Yeah, of course. You know, I started at MotoView. MotoView and MotoVert were the same group. Okay. You know, it's the same same company. So everything was done in the same place. Uh, Different crew for as far as journalists. Yeah, yeah. But same photographers and, you know. Yeah, MotoReview is street bikes a little bit too, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's more about street bikes. Uh, Obviously, they covered the MotoGP, stuff like that. And and MotoVert being more um, a a monthly magazine because MotoReview is uh, weekly. Right, right. So... um, so I started with more of you and more of you. Actually, I was I started doing like the small ads in the back. Okay. Like the little, yeah, yeah. They gave little, you the small. Little. They gave you the easy stuff at first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it was like I would have swiped the floor if you had to, but that's okay. <laughs> right. So I started doing those little ads, you know, those little thing, and then and, and more and more, you know, kind of. Uh, at one point, they just needed more and more, and um, they saw that I was passionate. That was like putting all the effort into yeah. it and they yeah. just gave, at one point they gave me the whole magazine to do so oh did they really wow yeah so it yeah. was 1981 I started in 81 and, and I started doing the the, the the whole magazine about 84 83 84 oh okay see I thought you were a little bit later than that I didn't I, didn't, I don't know your age of no, course 80, but yeah 83 84 okay. so, uh, so Bur- I did the Paris Supercross logo back in the day and all the all that when 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 they started doing the Paris Supercross, I did all the you know invitation and all yeah. the, the collabs and all the the stuff, the flyers, everything. Is, uh, is Xavier there then? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Xavier Xavier's there. there and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Xavier so was right. there before me. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the godfather of French motocross magazines. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> the dirt dictator. <laughs> um, yeah. So for a kid like you, Johnson Bailey uh, O'Mara, head mm-hmm. to Bercy. This is this is it, right? This oh, is this, is, this is this is the pinnacle. I was just, right. you know, like for me, it was just, and, and not only me actually. When that's that's a good thing about working at the magazine back mm-hmm. then is just like the whole crew was so passionate about motocross and off road in general, but motocross in particular, and also yep. they were very passionate about. Americans, motocross riders, American scene, yep. American industry. They, yeah. they were very rare back in the day. You know, there was like um, uh, it was not many people in Europe that were so in tune with the American scene. Right, right. Um, there was a lot of. Um, I mean, all, all those guys that were very close friends, like Xavier was friend with with uh, you know all those riders, yep, and yep. Uh, and and, uh, and Pat Boulan was um, he passed away, but he was a it's kind of like your friend Kuhn of, uh, of, sure. of, or Cutby. Cutby, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back in the day, he was, he was friend with all the writers and all the people in the industry. And then, um, yeah, Lachine, so that, that, uh, Bale ran a pat sticker for a long time. So did, so yeah. did Lachine, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So um, so th- this crew was, was very, uh, we were, I was kind of adopted by those guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I was a new guy, but that was a... Uh, right. You know they were so passionate. They, they they saw me as as a passionate guy too. You know and 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 that that's that's how I started. I started to take some photos as well when I was going to the races. Yeah. So shot some photos. You know, actually some of some of them end up on the cover too. I mean, oh, it was sweet. Just like, yeah, yeah. It went full circle. It was just so fun that this this era was uh, was was good. I met I met some motocross riders and going to the race. 
uh, you know, and be paid for it. Uh-huh. That, was, that was for me. It was just like that's <laughs> yeah. it. You know, I made it. Yeah, I think I, I was the same way as a mechanic. I could not. I was making three hundred a week in '96. And I yeah. was, uh, so I'd take home after food and whatever else, I'd probably take home 50 bucks a week. And I yeah. loved it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I was a mechanic on the, on the pro circuit. You know what I mean? On the, on the, yeah. I just this couldn't... is a dream come true. Right. Um, yeah. so what do you remember about the first Bercy? Like, what do you, obviously you looked at the red, the red <laughs> yeah. seats and the red arena. It's still there like that. Or, you know, it was anyways for a long time, but what do you remember? Yeah, well, the, fir- the the funny thing is, like, you know, if you see, I was I was from the inside because you know we were you know having meetings yeah. about you yep. know the whole thing, how to uh, how we uh, were going to plan all that stuff, and it was just uh, I was more on the design side, so I was not as involved. And, and to to make it worse, actually, I, I broke my arm the weekend before oh. the race. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had a. a motocross bike and I just went riding and yep. I broke my arm and, and um, basically I was in the hospital and I watched I watched the race on TV. Really? Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that was the first, that was my first birthday, but obviously yeah. after that I, I, I didn't miss any. Right. So it was like... Just you know. a phenomenal race. Look, I, the Lille was good uh, and they're back in this new arena in Paris. I went last mm-hmm. year. It was fantastic. Yeah. But... I, I mean, Xavier will probably listen to this and get mad at me, but you can't beat those Bercy days. You just, yep. you can't. It's it's no, phenomenal. For sure. I, I think at the time they were, you know, obviously riders uh, were not costing as much. Yep. And, and, and they had a budget that would allow, uh, you know, obviously some some um, experiment or just like they were spending a lot of money on the on the the opening ceremonies and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. stuff that even the US was not doing back in the day yep. you know it was just like straight to the oh yeah no, to the yeah. race and and um it was not even fireworks back in back in no. those days in the US scene so so they they brought a lot of stuff that was more like a show and I was kind of a novelty yeah. in in the entertainment business and you know, so that was plus Bercy being Bercy so small, people yeah. were like you know almost could touch those guys you know <laughs> there and and you know they were pretty creative of doing you know introducing all those writers and, and yeah some were better than others <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes it it, it it turned corny or you the, know <laughs> the giant hand with R J and the airplane with those other guys yeah. and the uh, Maya dresses. Is that a baked potato? No, I don't remember that. One. I don't remember that one. <laughs> um, but there's a there's a there's a definite like Pernard, Eric Pernard brought the lasers over for the U.S. Open, yep. and then the Supercross promoters got the lasers from Eric. You know, and yep. that, that was a direct Bercy. That was all Bercy oh, yeah. Supercross. Um, yeah. So how do you end up at JT? Uh, I, I, again, an iconic company. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this in 2018, you might be like, "Huh, JT," but. It's hard to put into words how much they ruled American Moto in uh, the 80s, really, uh, right. and even early 90s. How do you end up working for John Gregory? Um, well, actually, it, it's through the magazine because, you know, uh, I was um, obviously a good friend with all the journalists there. I was I was going to the races with them. I was taking photos with them. And, yep. and, and then, obviously, you know, you meet writers, you meet people from the industry, and... and um, in big events like uh, uh, Nation, for example, uh, mm-hmm. I met I met John and Rita through through Pat and Xavier. Yeah, and um, and they're like, hey, you know, this is Mark, blah blah blah, and and, and that's that's how you know they came to the magazine. They were very uh, they were 
fan of, of Motovert and what we were doing as a yep. magazine. Uh-huh. And they were always complaining about um, motocross action and just like, ah, yeah, those guys, blah, blah, blah. And Motovert, you guys got it, got it good, full color. It's like, you know, it's... Uh, so it, they were a big fan of uh, of the of the French press back in the mm-hmm. day, and uh, so they came to the magazine. We we went to dinner, and and one thing to another. It's like, hey, you know, if you're in California, stop by. And we'll yep. be happy to see you. And well, for sure that that didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I just like, well, you know, for sure. The, the six months later, I packed my bag and I just like, let's let's go in California and visit. Uh, yeah. You know. JT. To, to right. me, it's like it was like it was like you know going to Nike. If sure. You're, yeah. If you're a young, you know, athlete, or you know what I mean. Yep. Yep. It was the the, the ultimate goal. You know, and I was just um, uh, as a kid, I always wanted to do a brand anywhere uh, my 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 portfolio as at school was was about a motocross brand anyway uh-huh. it was just yep. very crude but it was yeah. i had this 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 dream anyway to 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 work outside france for sure mm-hmm. and, and and work in moto and and create a brand so as the, to me that was like uh i have to i have to go i have to see these people <laughs> and, and just just to for for visiting it was just enough for yeah. me to be to be a happy guy you know yeah so, you didn't have a wife or anything no kids nothing right so you're just like, no, just yeah. girlfriend yeah. but yeah. you know yeah so i i we went to uh we went in california i did a tour as tourists and uh rent a car and and stopped by just little vista and and you know, met John and Rita, and they were super friendly. You know, like um, did you know, they know very, you were? Did they know you were coming? Or back then, there's no email. You just literally walked no, in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, back then there was no email, nothing. I just, uh, I think I, I. Uh, did you call uh, ahead uh, at least? I think I called. <laughs> okay. I, I called. I said, hey, you know, I'll be. Um, right. Yeah, I think I, I give them a call and say, hey, you know, I'll be in in, in California in yeah. August, and, and and they're like, oh yeah, stop by, no problem, we'll be here. So um, so that's what I did, and and um, I showed up, and and sure enough, you know they they invite me to stay at their place, you know, super nice. <laughs> right. I was like, wow, okay, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to sleep at the Gregory's for me. Right, it was right, like, you know, right. Yeah, it was just a this big is, deal, um, you know. This is '88. Is this '88? When that is it? That was that was '86. '86. Oh, '87. Okay, all right. '87. Yep. And and so you know they give me a tour and obviously I was just like drooling everywhere, yeah. looking at product, looking at meeting people and I think they had like Rick Johnson there or not Rick Johnson, Brock Glover was there shooting and I was okay. like wow I can't <laughs> believe it and it's like it was surreal so um, at the end of the at the end of my my um, those couple of days it's just like hey you know if you if you want to come over working for us you know we we always looking for new guys you know and i know you you're doing magazines and we're yeah. doing catalogs it's it's very similar mm-hmm. um if you um if you if you want to come over you're welcome to um, be like you have a job I'm like wow i can't believe it <laughs> they just, so, really just like that that quick they're just like well, hey, you yeah i mean i guess they, yeah. they, they like i guess they like me <laughs> and they like what i what i was doing uh at the magazine and and and, and um, as I sit here and do this, I'm looking at uh, a JT ALS2 mm-hmm. that I have here in the studio. I have a V2000. I have a V1000. So mm-hmm. for people who don't know, like, and I guess, Mark, for you as a as a designer and a creative guy, it was absolutely next level back then. It was unbelievable oh, yeah. styles and colors and uh, designs and everything, right? I mean, oh, for sure. You, it is. I mean, the product itself was amazing. 
Yeah, for sure. The the, the creative, I mean, the, the the novelty of everything they they've done was was next level. Like you said, you know, yeah. just like you know, yeah. everybody was trying to catch up, but they were always uh, a step mm-hmm. ahead. You know, yeah. and, and and I mean, that's that's what made JT back in the day. It was uh, iconic. You know, yeah. every time yeah. they, they were launching a product, it was amazing and and, and just well I mean, when that, well designed. When that ALS helmet came out. You just mm-hmm. were like, holy, we could never use them in Canada because they weren't Snell right. approved. Mm-hmm. But we were, it was just amazing, that ALS thing. You're like, who designed it? How'd they make it? Look at that thing. Look at the goggle right. strap. You know, everything. Like, No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Everything was, was amazing. So um, that's kind of like what, uh, what happened. So it took a, a, a long time for me to gather my stuff and mm-hmm. decide to jump because it's a, it's a big deal in a way that I had to... Yeah. You know, uh, explain my family I was going to leave um, <laughs> right. the motherland and just um, going far away, and, and same with my girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oops. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, but you know the opportunity was just amazing, and just so uh, I gave um, I gave my resignation, mm-hmm. and and it cost me because I mean. Believe me, back in the day, those magazine, those magazine days were were super fun. I mean, we had yeah. such a great time, you know, talking about moto every day. We were like bench mm-hmm. racing every every lunch, every right, every right. day. That was that was what we were doing at Motovert. So, uh, but anyway, I I, I thought uh, I saw the opportunity being being just amazing. I was like, well, if in, even if it's for a year, I'll, yeah, at least I'm gonna learn English. I'm gonna learn, sure. I'm gonna meet different people, and open my mind to. Yeah, to a different country, to everything. So it's just for me, it was just no question. Uh, so you just immediately started the design department, catalogs, right? Photos. So I, sh- yep. I showed up. Rita picked me up at the airport. My <laughs> two bags, and yeah, yeah. you know, and I stayed for I stayed at their place for a couple of weeks until I found a, yeah. an apartment and a car and bought wow. my El Camino. And um, there, you, there you go. Really nice of John and Rita, huh? Like really nice people. Like it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, I mean. After that, I mean, I know a lot of people. I mean, not a lot, but some people were very critical of them. But uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. they've always been so supportive. And I, I, I mean, I, I tell them every every time I see them, mm-hmm. like, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. Cause yeah. they're the one who believe me and yeah. me, and and just uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I work my ass off for them, but at the same time, you know, there's. Right. Uh, I thank them all the time. They're very nice people, and they're very, very nice to me. Um, so, are you friendly with JMB when he comes over? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I knew JMB from the the mini days because yep. I was actually one of the first guy to take a photo of him. And oh, really? Published. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Because at the time I was like, they, they, you know, the magazine was sending me to some mini races and you know stuff that don't really matter for you know what I mean. Like Pat was going to the Grand Prix and, and yeah. I was going to the French Championship or yeah. the, the mini championship and and that's when I met Demaria and JMB and those guys yeah. were racing 80s back in the day. So, right. um, so JMB, Jean Michel Bale, for people who didn't know, yeah. um, JMB comes to America. He's wearing JT. Yeah. Um, you know, with the big JT on the one side, and uh, it wins a Supercross title, wins a national title, mm-hmm. uh, all wearing JT. You're there in '88, so uh, Dogger's wearing Dalmatians, I think, mm-hmm. that year, um, <laughs> or maybe Bad Bones, Bad Bones, maybe. Yeah. Um, '88 Bad Bones. Yeah. Yeah, and '89 was uh, Dalmatians. This was Dalmatians, stuff was yeah. just amazing back then. It was just incredible. So, are you are you having these guys in for shoots and for ads and everything? You're designing all that stuff. Yeah, well, the the Dalmatian is actually the first uh, the first 
real job I'd done at, at JT, actually, because um, uh, I arrived on the early December '88, and and I remember John like, hey, you know, if you have you know, you have any ideas for for you know, cool stuff for running the machine? Because yeah. you know, Anaheim is in the month, you know, maybe. I'm like, yeah. I mean, what 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 is he gonna wear? I was right. like, oh, you know, that science stuff. I'm like, ah, yeah. But, so I kind of start drawing, and I was like, you know, for Lachine in French means dog. dog. Yeah, Lachine. Yeah. So obviously the dogger, and I was like, man, I, and I had that pattern that I loved. It was uh, similar to a Dalmatian, and and so I, I kind of drew something like that. And John was like, man, that's a Dalmatian. It's great. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> hey, right. And it's cheap. It's two colors. Like, <laughs> it's actually cheap, one color, right, black and right, white. Right. So, <laughs> um, so that that side started, and then and then you know we we made uh, some samples, and and everybody loved it. Yeah, it was just a I phenomenal. Mean, did you have to talk? Hey, Ronnie, I'm going to put you in. Like, you're going to look like a dog. No, actually, Ronnie would loved it. He's did, like, yeah. First, he was surprised, but then after that, he's, he's, he was so like about his nickname being yeah. the Dogger, right, right. That that you know, and, and we we pitched him also the the ad. You know, we wanted to do with all the puppies and with, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. With a real Dalmatian, with little puppies and stuff, and, and <laughs> he loved that. He was like, "Man, this is cool." Um, so yeah, no, he he's told me. I'm sure he's told you that was his favorite look over the years. Oh yeah, 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 yeah um, for sure. But I could imagine the first phone call or whatever. Hey. Just stay with us here, Ronnie. We want to put you in Dalmatian stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, like that. Right. Sure, maybe skeptical a little bit, but um, yep. but uh, you know, when we when we show him showed him the concept and the photo, he loved it. He yeah. was like, man, this is this is cool. <laughs> cool. And, and then and then the rest is his story, um, I would say. And uh, did you do the the little JMBs on his pants? Was that you also? The little yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously after that, they wanted to do something. Special for JMB yep. and, and so on, and you know, obviously JMB was a was a different story. Uh, it was not as popular, right? Um, I mean, the design was probably not as, as striking either. But uh, yep. crazy um, how much people booed him back then. I guess right, like it was just not people. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, you know, we have Marvin's got fans, and uh, uh-huh. unless he takes out Eli's front wheel, but that's another story. Yeah. But Marvin's got a lot of fans in America. Chad yeah. Reed, of course, a lot of fans. Villeman uh-huh. was very popular. Not always, not as popular as Jeremy, but back then, I guess, and I wasn't around, but back then, no one liked uh-huh. JMB. Yeah, oh, I, I was, and it was it was embarrassing. Uh, was it really? It yeah. was. It was. Uh, it was a different era, I would say, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it makes the booze. Uh, I mean, it makes Marvin's booze like actually very quiet. <laughs> right, right. I remember being being in a in a stadium with you know sixty thousand people, and I think fifty five were booing him. <laughs> so. and, and he was uh, he was a clean rider. He was uh, yeah. He was a never. little he was a little quiet. You know what I mean? But whatever. He he never yeah. You know, he never. No, I think it's due to several several elements. Yeah. Part of, you know, I think it was the, the era. Also, the um, uh, the the U.S. were very uh, into uh, protectionism uh, as far as you know. The Gulf War was going the on. The Gulf War was yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. You know, the patriotism was was going strong. Yeah. And he was the first foreigner to 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 step really to 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 get to that level. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, all those all those elements played a played a role right um the press didn't help either um yeah i remember i mean back then motocross action was pretty much the only magazine that that matters and 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 uh they were um they were you know obviously jody was not a super fan of jambi but he was not a super fan of jt so 
Yeah. Um, I, I remember back in the day where Marcos Action was not, you know, they were not really liking anything JT. And so Bell was JT. Yeah. He was French. I mean, there was a lot of things going on. Yeah, he, pro- he, probably, didn't like, he probably didn't like Dogger much because Dogger didn't, you know, partied a little bit and all right, that. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, whatever. Right. So, I mean, I think JMB um, didn't help himself either, you know, yeah. uh, because I remember clearly, I was like, you know, why don't you do something about yeah. it? You know, yeah. why don't you uh, go and talk to the fans and just yeah. like, you know, we'll give you T-shirt, give away T-shirt, yeah, yeah, give yeah. away stuff. You know, yeah. people people love free stuff. And, and and he was like, well, you know what? Uh, I'm okay like that. You know, I mean, I don't <laughs> right, care. Right. I just like, you know, he was so strong mentally. Yeah. And he was stubborn. He's just like, you know what? Uh, I'm here to win races. I'm going to win my my championship, and I'm mm-hmm. going to go home. Oh, uh, so that was a totally different scenario than than the current, current yeah. guys now. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Did you do the cyborg stuff for RJ? Uh, I did some. I mean, yeah. obviously, I was not by myself. Uh, yeah, there, yeah. Was, uh, there was some uh, other designers uh, with me. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. I like that look. Yeah, that was pretty, that was that was pretty, pretty cool. Neat. I did the, I did the ad. I did the comp with the. You know, uh, like it looked like uh, kind of like a, a factory, a factory or something. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. Factory, right, you right. Know, you know, it was back in the day. It was just kind of um, the theme. Now I haven't gone back to listen to my Gregory podcast for a while, um, but he was really gracious and and he told me, uh, Mark, that a couple things happened. For one, he was paying J and B a lot of money, and he wasn't feeling a lot of love from from J and B as far as that goes. Riders weren't showing up for some poster shoots and mm-hmm. and things like that. He was getting sued, you know, for helmets back then. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of legalese to go through as a company, and he was getting tired of it all. Did you get a sense of that? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. You know, that was um, that was that was uh, that was the big deal. You know, like eighty nine. Eighty nine was still pretty good because yep. they yep. had Ronnie they had uh, the Jambi was in Europe but he was starting yep. to wear JT but they had Rick Johnson they yeah. Johnson from yep. Fox yep. that was a big deal um, so they were they were still pretty strong Dalmatian sold like actually was one of the best I mean it was the best selling um a collection ever so that's they, they told me that later on I was like you know Dalmatian was the best JT products uh uh, they ever sold. So I was like, wow. Well, I, I want you to know, Mark, that I bought a set in Canada. I had <laughs> Bad you. Bones. I had Dalmatians. I, I, I wrote a KX80. Yeah. I had it all. Yeah. So, um, so they were they were going strong. I think the the the, the started to erode by, back in '91. 92, yep. and, then, and then 92, when, when JMB left, basically. Yeah, wh- can you tell me why he left for Tai Chi? Like, how does that work? Because it was kind of still a JT thing. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, so Tai was, um, they were doing road racing stuff, uh-huh. very high-end leather stuff, and they were uh, also the JT importer in Japan. So um, the story was, uh, I don't think I remember clearly, but I uh-huh. think he, um, the, the Teichi, uh wanted some American riders. They wanted Bell, they wanted Matasevich uh-huh. and, and a couple guys, and they were throwing a lot of money at those guys and and um so at one point John was like well I can't I can't really you know yeah. pay that that kind of money but I can make the stuff for you so it, it's kind of started like <laughs> yeah. that you know okay. and, and John being being smart and uh so we ended up doing the the line so I designed that 
uh, for Tai Chi, but it was manufactured by JT. Okay, so that was so, it. All right. And I, I don't know why they, they switched to, to Tai Chi. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. money or... I think also... Um, I know that for a fact is that JMB was was set his sight on on, on world racing. Yeah, so leather, and, the leathers were. Yeah. And, and Taichi was like JT for road racing. It was the right. stars of of back day, right. back in the day. So so JMB was like, well, you know, I mean, I'm going to wear Taichi on, on Supercross and mm-hmm. motocross, and then you know, when I when I'll be riding a road bike, I'll be wearing Taichi too. So yeah, yeah, right. The so transition was actually pretty cool for him. I didn't mind the uh, the little fighter pilot stuff that JMB had in his uh, in '91. I think it was. I like mm-hmm. that. It was good stuff. Like mm-hmm. a, like a little bit of a uh, yeah fighter pilot motif on top of his helmet and stuff. It, it was kind of cool. Oh yeah. Um. So so you sensed John was getting tired of paintball was going on. Paintball was big, and uh, yeah. he was he he just got out of it. Yeah, I mean it starts slowly, but you know, obviously the the I think it started with uh, with Axel being uh, being starting to being strong. Yep. Uh, you know, like uh, like very strong. Yeah, Vega. Uh, yeah. They had Damon Bradshaw, Stanton. Yeah. And and it uh, you know they, their product line was was very modern, right. uh, made in Asia. Uh, the JT stuff was still made in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, the stuff was was obviously uh, good quality, but uh, but you know technically it was was wow. behind. You know, yeah, I found the, I found the sizing to be off a little bit sometimes because we I wore yeah. a ton of JT. Yeah, know? because it was made in Mexico. Right, you right, know, right, so right, right. Not, like very precise. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's not forget JT was probably the first to put the big spandex on the side of the mm-hmm. pants too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which for knee braces worked out great. You know, all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how long? When does John leave, and how long are you at JT until? So so basically, you know, the, the ninety two they lost JMB, and, yeah. and they, they pretty much didn't resign anybody. I was like, I was like, man, come on, you, you, <laughs> had, you had everybody. <laughs> right. you, know, you were the right. icon of the sport. You create that that whole equipment um, mm-hmm. business, and and, yeah. and and now you have nobody to wear it. It's like kind of kind of weird. Yep. So. That that that's where you can sense that he was uh, focusing on paintball. Mm-hmm. Uh, paintball was the you know basically the motocross in the seventies where everything had to be done. Yeah. When when you know you just you know make a little piece of plastic for five cents and you send it and you sell it for ten bucks. Right, right, yeah. You know what I mean? And back in the day, motocross was like that. You know, everything had to be mm-hmm. created, and I think John created paintball. Uh, the, the way the way it is now too, because you know he was um, he saw the, the opportunity to sell a raw product and, and and apply the same strategy, yeah, the yeah, same, yeah, the yeah. same you know design yeah. cues and stuff. So right, so that's what they did, and obviously it paid off, and and they made a lot of money with paintball, and yeah. and, and in the business you know you have one side that kind of. You don't you don't put enough effort in it. Yep. The other you, you just you know just explodes. Obviously your your you know your your effort and your your attention is going to go to the one yeah. that, that pays off. And 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 that combined to the fact that you know, like I said, EXO was um yeah and and, and he, coming very strong. And he has said the riders started changing too a little bit to yeah. me. He started saying like. They started, you know, there was agents involved, and they were stuff. Right. That, it wasn't the days of just calling up Brock and yeah, Ricky, exactly. you know? Um, yeah. So how long, when does he sell it? Are you still there, or what happened? No, 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 no. I left before. Um, okay. I still worked there for, for a few years. Um, 
I mean, um, uh, they were they were treating me very well. I mean, yep. obviously, you know, uh, at one point I I, I met Jim Hell. Uh, Jim wanted to hire me to to do uh, inside motocross. Actually. Okay. Yeah. And because I I had that background of magazine. Yeah. And yep. and and. Uh, maybe also do some some help um, helping uh, Kenny Safford on the design part and stuff. So I was like, well, sure. I mean, but then John was was uh, nice enough. He just like gave me a raise. Like, nope, you're not going yeah, yeah. anywhere. You're staying here. And so I was faithful. I was just like, you know, I like John. He was just yeah. like gave me this opportunity. I didn't want to leave like that. You yeah. know. Um, Larry Ward. I, Larry Ward Ward in '93. I remember that. Yeah, but yeah. at the same point, it was just like, wow. It was getting hard to, um, to 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 you know to be motivated, yeah, and, and yeah. because you know basically uh, designing gear with no um, no 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 program or yeah or, no, or no, yeah. no budget right, right right like I was looking at Axel stuff and all this stuff was molded and and vibrant colors and stuff and 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 I pretty much I couldn't do all that you know yeah so it was uh, it was pretty kind of kind of sad inside me mm-hmm, but sure. Um, but you know, um, I mean, you could clearly see that the 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 the, the interest was yeah. was gone from for John to 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 be competitive in motocross. So, so for me, I was just like, well, you know, uh, I I didn't leave my friends, my family, and 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 you know, to to work on paintball stuff. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, not doing that. Right. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I love moto, and this is this is you know, and 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 by then I, I was I was pretty much well done uh, with my life here in, in San Diego. Yeah, I was so gonna say. Was so just, you didn't think about going back home? You were you weren't thinking? Well, about- no, because you know, uh, you know, after after five six years, you know, yep. I was just like, you You're know, in. I started to to have more friends here and mm-hmm. you know, create a new life here. So. Um, and obviously the, the 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 lifestyle in San Diego is just amazing. Yeah. Yep. And and there's no way I would I would go back to work for for my former boss or yep. or you know even in France I mean it's it's complicated over there there's there's no there's no really big brands in moto so yeah. So well, you could have, just, wow, you mean you, you mean Wolf Sport didn't need a guy? You didn't you didn't ask? Yeah, me I mean they, they probably need a guy, but no, it's not that guy. Um, <laughs> so uh, so Ludo is working for Breaking, right? At some point. Yep. And and, yep. and you guys are like, let's start a graphics company in '97. Yeah. So I started with um, um, with actually Danny Doby. Oh, okay. Yeah, Danny. Yeah. Because Danny was uh, Danny now does decor yep. uh, graphics, but back good, in the day, great was, guy. Uh, by the way, great guy, Danny. Yeah. 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 Good guy. And and Danny was um, was was the sales sales guys uh, in house sales at, at JT Racing. Yep. So um, you know he he was one of the guy that was selling Moto Gear, and and I was. Together we were like spending lunch and you know mm-hmm. talking moto and again bench racing and yep. and we were probably the only two three guys back in <laughs> it was everybody was talking about paintball and we were yeah. like nope we're talking about moto <laughs> no paintball no no nope. so so uh, that's how we 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 kind of uh, became friends with with Danny Doby and and obviously we started thinking about our future and it's like, wow, you know, we should do something, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and for me, I was just like, well, I can design all day, but yeah. I can't sell crap. <laughs> right. Right. You know, especially with my accent. Yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah. So, so Danny being a great salesman and I was like, man, maybe we should do something together. Uh-huh. 
I remember him selling like it was tough back back in '94, '95. It was very tough to sell some JT stuff. I mean, it was oh very yeah, tough. oh and yeah. He was he was selling a lot of them. I was like, man, that guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> if he can sell that in this situation, he's, he's a, he can sell. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember so. JT had that new chest protector that came out too. I don't know mm-hmm. if you had a hand in that or not, but, no, but it, it yeah. didn't look the greatest. If if Dolby no. was selling that new chest protector, he was doing a good yep. job. Yeah, no, I was I was part of the crew, but I mean, as you see, I was not. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, that kind of product was not mine. Right. Um, I was I was doing more about graphics and and jersey graphics. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, you know. Right. Pants a little bit, but mainly catalog and ads. So. Yeah. Um, so, so Danny and I just kind of kind of start talking about maybe doing something, you know, like a like a brand and and. Um, uh, when I saw the, the the beginning of the the graphic business, yeah. the team and stuff, like the Honda of Troy, and um, I was like, man, this is this is pretty pretty much a great idea because yeah. I was I was and I could design that on, in my sleep, and I I thought I would do better job too. So it's mm-hmm. not only like doing another brand; it was just like I think we can bring something new to the table, and and. Um, and also, um, Danny was um, was ready to, to do it. So I was like, so I started to kind of search for names and stuff like that. And and we had um, we had the name. I did the logo and everything, and then start. Yeah, how'd you come up with one? How'd you? What, what, what? I think we, Danny and I, would talk, and 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 I think I don't know remember who was who came up with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like together, like man, one is cool, one yeah. is one super, is like yeah. yeah, it's part of. I think Danny, uh, Danny and I are just kind of bench racing and, and came and did, up with that. When did and, you when did you start drawing the cow, Mark? I didn't do that one. Okay. Jerome Jerome did that. Okay. I always wondered, like, what's up with the yeah. cow? What's up with the yeah, cow? Yeah, the racing cow. Right, right. <laughs> that was out of Jerome's um, crazy mind. Okay. Um, now, yeah. uh, so, basically, I just, like, we had this idea. Uh, it was on paper only. And, yeah. And I, uh, at the time, I was freelancing. And I was financing uh, a lot of stuff for Alpine Stars, mm-hmm. for Gabriele, and, okay. and also for Donnie Hammer. Okay. At FMF, and and I and at one point he asked me to design some graphic for for FMF. Yep. So I was like, wow, this is cool, and and he was like, man, can you do more? Because yep. I'm selling out of all those graphics. I need I need <laughs> I need the same for a KX. I yeah, need yeah, the same yeah. For an eighty, and, right, right, and so on. So so it's kind of tricked my mind. I was like, man. It's for you for a guy like you. That's an open book of a design, right? A little bit. Like here's your shape. Yeah, figure it. Here's what needs to be in it. Go to town. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so um, so he was very successful selling those. I'm like, well, maybe there's there's an angle or there's something about uh, doing graphic because it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not very expensive to make. Yeah. Uh, you can pr- produce it locally and and it's it's uh, and um, you know it's the the, the you can get the stuff very quickly. Like, yeah. You know, it's you don't have to to design it in yeah. uh, a year ahead. You know, you can just in a week it's it's done. Yep. So and it's flat, doesn't take room. <laughs> right. In your garage, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of components. I was like, man, this, right. this is this is what we should do. And uh, so I kind of pitched um, Donnie Amler uh, about this brand, and you're just like, yeah, why not? That uh, sounds great, you know. It's just like you're starting to think about it. Yeah. But I mean, like every business guy, they 
thinking about SMS. Well, or, you got first of all, you got you got to get Donnie to sit down for ten minutes. Absolutely, right? that, that's the hardest thing. Yeah. Hey, Donnie, I really need you to focus. Yeah. Really he, was, he was he was pretty open. He was just like, yeah, interesting. And but same thing, you know, like like Alpine Star guy was thinking about Alpine Stars, and and they were not really uh, thinking about creating a new brand. They were they, they were more about focusing on on their own. Mm-hmm. So um, I talked to Ludo, who was a good friend, and like like you said, he was. Yeah. He was in L.A. He's just um, importing at the time. I think he was not even importing breaking. Oh, okay. I think he was just trading stuff. Okay. Like he was he was helping companies to be sold in France and whatnot. Okay. And I I, I remember it was uh, Hangtown in ninety six ninety six ninety six ninety six yeah something like that in Hangtown and we went to the race together. And I showed him the stuff and he loved it. it was like and I remember clearly in the in the in the rental car, it's just like, okay, let's do this. You yeah. know, let's do this. I mean, you know, he was like, you know, I think Donnie is a great guy, but, you know, yeah. I think if we, if we do it together, we'll, we'll have better control. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, whatever. Sure. I was, I was <laughs> you know, I was like open. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he was he was uh, Ludo was amazing for starting a business. You know, he knew how to, you know, get a business going because yeah. he's just I think he was doing the breaking I think at this at that point okay and um and and we were looking for I mean obviously we're at Danny Doby he was yep. he was ready to jump ship and, and Danny had tons of connections too with like the absolutely. racing guys yeah Danny was yeah he was in. a young yep. kid he just yep. had connection and he's just like you know he was selling um he knew all the dealers and stuff so we we, we um we decided to do this together and that's how one industry started. Three, three partners, three, three ways, three partners. Yep. Yeah, actually, it was two ways. And Danny, we offered Danny to to be part of it, and he didn't want to spend the oh, money. Oh, Doby, Doby should have done that. It was too cheap. <laughs> Danny probably regrets it to this day. Um, yeah, we, but we took care of him. Yeah, yeah. we took care of him um, because he was he was the he was the original. Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race tech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race tech. Guys like the Hep Suzuki team and many more in the pits use Race tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. And for people who don't know, I was around now as a mechanic when one came out, and it was really sharp-looking stuff. It was thicker, I think, than a lot of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, yeah. uh, it fit better. It, it was it was a really high quality brand when it comes to the world yeah. of stickers. And you guys were aggressive, like uh, uh, with teams and riders and everything else. It was uh, it was like a big thing to to for you guys to get teams and riders. Right. No, for sure. I mean, uh, it started with uh, some some kits. We did like the hurricane kit, 
which was like a yellow kit for Yamaha. Yeah, that's so you right. Yeah. Turn into a, you know we were into very nostalgic about all the the retro stuff. So. Mm-hmm. That's how it started, and and the phone. I mean, back in the day, we just run an ad and just waiting for the phone to call to to ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it did, and uh, so we we that's how really how it started, and then uh, we started to to have reps, you know, and right. and, um, and I and then that thing took off, you know. I love the the logo, the 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 O. Mm-hmm. The O yep. logo was uh, like Oakley yep. or like Nike or whatever. Yep. It was simple. It was easy. And yep. it, and when you saw it, you knew exactly what it meant. Well, it you was, know, yeah. Like, yeah, you did a really good job with that where yep. it just, that was it. You know, it was, didn't need to explain anything else. Yeah, for sure. It was uh, an, an I also, an I, like for industries. It was an O. Oh, see, and it was, see, I don't remember that. See, that's how dumb I am, Mark. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah okay, well, yeah. it was like a number one. I mean, it, it says, I mean, it was like a little... Yeah, to the to the O, so it says one. So yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. I mean, you know, we're just putting that logo anywhere, and it was just success, like like a Fox logo, you know. Yeah, I mean, almost. Did uh, did that retro YZ thing sell really well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. That, that was that was pretty good. We were just uh, we were first first order. We ordered um, I think it was three hundred kits. Okay. To UFO, and and we were scared to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to stuck with all those plastics because we were sending graphics. We didn't didn't take any room. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we had like big box of front fenders and rear fenders. We're like, oh. But yeah, it, it sold pretty well. So uh, it kind of triggered the, the the trend where we we did more. We yeah. Did a white kit and then a retro kit. Yeah, retro Honda. Uh, Honda stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, look great. Now. Um, uh, at some point, things are going well, and someone says, "Let's do gear. Let's do helmet. Helmet first, right?" Yeah, helmet first. Helmet uh, first. Yeah. Gear went way, way after. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the the graphic business, we were obviously leading that. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a good 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 chunk of the market there, and uh, it was the it was what people wanted at the time. Yeah, and absolutely. I think now it's it's totally different. Mm-hmm. But um, and and we were like. And you know, being passionate, we wanted to be part of the racing. So we were, we knew all the team managers, and and so we were designing all the bikes for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was good friend with Roger for a long time, so he's just, I think he was one of the first one to um, to trust us for for doing his graphics. And so, I mean, one thing with another, and then we did Kawi, Yamaha, uh, all the factory team, plus mm-hmm. Geico. Uh, the only guy we never worked with was uh, Mitch, actually. He was, he was he's N-style guy. He was N-style Yeah, he was forever. an N-style guy. He didn't want to change, which was fine. Um, yeah, everybody had your stuff, for sure. And, and it pisses me off even more, because when I was a privateer, in uh, privateer mechanic, I think mm-hmm. in uh, 98, I think, um, I asked Dolby, I'm like, hey, can we get some graphics? And he shut me down. He was like, no, no, we don't. I'm just like, oh, I want to, I want my rider to run one, just because it was so cool, right? Because everybody else oh, did. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, thanks, a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot, Dobie. Um, anyway, <laughs> thanks, Dobie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was a cool. Uh, yeah, it was just a cool logo. It was a cool look. Your helmets come out, and I think, yeah. how much of a look did you have in the design of them? Did you have a ton? Was it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously the same thing. You know, we started. You know, mess around with with. Um, we didn't know what to do, but we knew that graphic alone would not be um, a long time viable product. 
you know, to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We knew that at one point that, that market would saturate and yeah. because everybody can do it. Yep. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody who's with a little bit of money in, in the garage could definitely print the stuff. And and it was at the beginning where we could sense also the custom the customization of things, mm-hmm. like where, where people were wanted their name and their their, yeah. their own graphics and stuff like that. So we're like, well, you know, Graphic business is is a simple business at yeah. the end of the day. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're a good graphic designer, you can yeah. you can do it. Uh, and and we were trying to challenge ourselves with with something more intricate, more more complicated. You know that that requires uh, you know different skills, mm-hmm. but it's more challenging basically. So when we we thought a helmet would be would be the <laughs> actually yeah it was it was pretty hard to do yeah I mean because, <laughs> because again yeah did. you got to find a manufacturer yeah that you like you got to find a design that will someone will do your design and everything yeah I mean yeah yeah so we we did some design and and uh, and um, back in the day it was uh, KBC who was doing most of the helmets for mm-hmm. everybody and and uh, they helped us on the on the on the manufacturing side of it yeah and. Um, and we started we started assembling and you know we it was it was actually a very very hush hush kind of project you know we did it well, I remember having the first uh, samples and we we invited um, Russ Russ Koza, he was uh, he was our sales manager okay. at one and he's just like hey you know we have a new product next year and he's like okay what okay, yeah. he's like well here it is <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done he hasn't seen anything yeah. it's just well you know yeah he's like what huh huh um. It, you, and you came out with the Dogger helmet, a Bailey helmet. I thought that was really cool. You know, a nice, yeah, a nice yeah. touch to those guys. Oh, obviously. I mean, it was just you know, obviously tying up every everything that we that we like. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the, the it was full circle doing a, yeah, doing true. a yeah, yeah. doing a helmet for the Dogger and and David. You know, obviously a good friend. Yeah, I met I met when I was uh, at JT. It was just um, it was just actually. Uh, uh, a short time after his accident, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, worked he, with him. He worked there for a little while painting helmets, right? He was painting yeah. helmets. Yeah. yeah, he actually designed. He's he's a he's a great designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, wor- is, I'm working is, on a uh, I'm working on a story about no fear right now. And, oh, and da- wow. I talked to David last week about it. So oh, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, really talented guy, and uh, yeah. you know, amazing motorcycle race racer, obviously too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought that was cool as a fan. I'm just like, yeah, man, these guys are. Making these replica helmets, like I don't know if they mm-hmm. sold or not, because people in our sport, it's terrible in our sport. We have a tendency to forget about these legends mm-hmm. of our sport. So I don't know if they sold it all, Mark, but they was awesome. No, they sold well. Did they? No, they okay, good, well. yeah, good. for sure, yep. for sure. And, and even like uh, the kids who, who didn't know exactly who Ron Lachine was or mm-hmm. or Bailey. I mean, they were clean enough that people dig the color or they, they liked something about it and. Or maybe the dad bought it for them. <laughs> yeah, 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 something, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Did you run into, so Andrew Schwartz, one of your first guys, I remember that. Yeah. Um, who else did you sign up for the helmet? Uh, I think uh, back in the day we had like a Samsung team. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, forgot, I forgot their name. Uh, but... Yeah, Michael Holligan, it would have been uh, yep, exactly. Troy Adams and those guys. Troy um, Adams, yeah. Um, did you run into a problem as you got more into gear and helmets did you, like and this is a an issue that scott has run into or liad or whatever mm-hmm. where people are like look you're our competitor now right we don't want to run your graphics mm-hmm. because of this and this and this that you guys do on the gear side it's 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 touchy huh mark 
Yeah, absolutely. This there was. Uh, I mean, we were pretty naive. At, uh, I mean, <laughs> if, if you look at if you, you look at it back back in the day, you yeah. Know, we were, but we were we were looking ourselves like a like let's say Bell, like Bell. You know, they don't yeah. do gear. No. You know, they do helmets, and that's that's what we wanted to do. Uh, we had a high end and a low end. Yeah. Um, and and basically, we were looking uh, ourselves as a helmet brand, not not as necessarily as graphic. Uh-huh. Uh, it was almost separate, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. so um, like we sponsored Andrew Short, he was not running the graphic, but mm-hmm. he was he was our helmet guy. You could have signed Bell or Rai or, yeah, or Shoei, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how kind of like we, our approach was. Um, but then, yeah, we, we realized it was, you know, the gear being more and more um, uh, influenced. Uh, the influence of the gear being more and more uh, mm-hmm. important, plus yeah. you know, Parts Limited and Tucker who, and all those guys. If you see, it was, who's yeah. uh, whose idea for gear? Yours, Ludo's, Danny? Um, actually, we we had some designs. We we always I always liked the gear because obviously I, I was yeah. a little bit involved with the JT one. But but you know, uh, I remember clearly Ludo always. Told me, say, you know, the day we do gear won't be with our money. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, looking back, he's he's kind of right. I mean, you know, gear gear business is is very tough. Yeah, yeah. And um, and 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 at one point we were, you know, we were tapering the the graphic business. We were doing very well with the helmets. Right. We had the Monster license. We had the Rockstar license. Um, yeah. We were selling a oh, yeah. buttload of those. Uh, monster, monster license stuff. So, um, so at one point, you know, we we got approached by by people who wanted by by uh, companies in in action sport. So yep. they wanted to pretty much you know buy us. You yeah. Know? So yeah. so when that happened, you know, we just uh, like well maybe that's that's the way to do it. You know, we 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 sell our company and and. And, and with the money or, or with people in, in, in you know investing in the in, in the brand they mm-hmm. can they can pretty much uh if they want to expand which yeah. they always want to they'll then they'll you know they'll they'll oh okay merge i thought into gear all right so. i thought that was all your guys is before that okay all right no um, we, we no yep. we started we we started the gear probably a, you know mm-hmm. yeah when 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 the deal was already done um, like we were, we were we sold in 07 so um, the helmets were successful, is mm-hmm. what you're saying, and the graphics. What was better, do you think? What was a bigger hit for you guys as far as a market share? Uh, not total dollars because helmets would, mm-hmm. would dwarf that, but, I mean, as market yeah. share, did you did one do better than the other, do you think? Uh, well, at the, at, at the time, one industry was was like a, a third. Uh, a third was helmets. A third of uh, the profit, I mean, the revenue was, yep. was helmets, graphics, and casual. We were selling a lot oh, of casual. casual. Sure, yeah, you guys had good stuff too. That's, uh, that's it was too. amazing. You know, we had a lot of, a lot um, of good stuff. So, so, so I think you know, I think market share was the graphic because yep. because we were you know obviously a, a leader there. In helmets, we were not the leader at all. No, yeah. But but you know if you see like you said you know, the product being a, a better value is just um, mm-hmm. about the same. Um, the so does Ludo leave when the sale happens and the gear starts, or does he stick around? Well, yeah, we we sold the company yep. to a private equity, mm-hmm. so um, so everything was great, doing doing pretty good. We just put you know obviously uh, you just you emptied your swimming pool of water and put money in there. <laughs> 
you know, I didn't have a pool back then. <laughs> no, actually, uh, no, it was, it was, yeah, it's good. Good. Congratulations. Good, good, true, yeah, you know, just yeah. like, you know, we worked hard. Oh, for you know, sure. Now, yeah. You know, and, and it was time for us to think about our family and yeah. our, our old days, you know, because, right. uh, we didn't save any penny. So it was just like, <laughs> finally I can afford a new car. And yeah. Like yeah. That, yeah. Know? No. Hey man, it's uh it was such an iconic brand and, and, and logo yeah. and image, you know, I, yeah. um, so, uh, so when we when we sold uh, the first year was was you know business as usual yep and um, so we were actually doing doing gear doing uh, a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and, and sponsoring even more riders and and uh, and then that's that's when uh, that's when Ludo started to have issue with the the, the new owners right right so I mean long story short it, that didn't work out at all well he just uh, doesn't happen that, that, that that's an old story right i mean that's a yeah. that's an old story as old as the hills where yeah. the new owner and the old owner don't get along oh yeah it's, yeah. it's very common in, right. in a lot of businesses so yeah. especially private equities you know those yeah. guys they, they want they want to see um, a revenue they want to see a profit right away yeah and you and, and Ludo, you and ludo are sort of dreamers a little bit like profit is good but you know at the same time you want to do something that's cool Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what that was. One industry was based like that, right? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And one hundred percent is based like that as of today. You know, the same thing. It's just like, you know, we 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 we're passionate about moto, and, and this is what we want to do. Mm -hmm. If 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 we don't sell it, mm -hmm. I mean, it was you know we were more careful at the beginning, but when when we became successful, we didn't care. It was just yeah. like, hey, you know, let's do it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We want to do that, and and that that obviously that mentality changed right away when. When you have to, you know, obviously show results, <laughs> yes. and, and, a profit margin, and, 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 and you know, what I mean, those guys are like, you know, why, why do you do that? Why, why do you sponsor this guy? <laughs> well, he's a great guy. Uh, well, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, matter. it's just right. like, you know, what, what are you going to do for us? Yeah. You know? um, so that changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so the J Law Dungey thing, you sign Ryan Dungey to One Industries, yeah. and uh, you know he's he wears it for one race, two races, um, yep. Yep. and then J Law is wearing one. Obviously, uh, there's a monster licensee deal there. Scott Sepkovic's yeah. involved. Uh, yeah. Take me through your version of that, and 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 how that went, and 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 regrets at all if you have any. Oh, I do have regrets, but I mean, nothing I could I could change. You yeah, know, that's yep. that's the sad part. That's that's, uh, and, and to tell you the truth, that's that that's the point where I, I knew one was done. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah obviously, uh, you know, we signed Ryan. He was yep. he was wearing a helmet prior, uh -huh. uh, and, and then we come up with gear. He was going to wear the gear. He, he loved our brand. He loved Ludo and I. He loved Danny. Uh, everything was was aligned to be to be a great story. You yeah, know what I mean, and we didn't know that Ryan would become such an athlete and such a legend in the sport. Yeah, but, yeah. But back in the day, he was he was the perfect guy for us. You know, yeah, he was a, he was a great guy. You know, so we had him since the, his, his amateur days and 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 follow him to his uh, factory days. So. So Ludo was still there, and we signed him, and we 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 launched the gear, and we get to Anaheim, and uh, and actually, I'm sorry, I, I rephrase. Uh, Ludo was there when we signed Ryan. Okay. But then right after that, I think he left. He left. Okay. And then um, they put a new guy. Called, his name was Neil Calvisbert. Yep. And and, and new guy. Um, and uh, I mean, not much I can say about the guy, but um, obviously didn't do the the right thing. 
Um, he, you know, I mean, Ludo and I were friend with um, Scott Sipkovic. We yep. knew we could call his bullshit yeah. and, and just say, you know what, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. And, and when, when he was trying to sell um, Jela to, to Neon, I think it was just, um, you know, kind of like, this is this is the way. Yeah, if you, you don't have to sponsor him, otherwise I'm going to. Yeah, it's kind of kind of story I got too, right? But so okay, so J Law was a late signing then. Like J Law wasn't signed right away. No, I think J Law was signed with Fox uh, at one point. Okay, was just, and, but it didn't show up, so they fired his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard and, that too. And, right. and then and then you know since he was fired, he was looking for gear because it was like. I think it was like November or December. Oh, so D- like, Dunge deal was done before that then. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Dunge yeah. was done. Right. And, and he was on the guy. And that's why, that's why we pitched him. We pitched Ryan being the only guy. Yeah. I get it. And right. it would be, you know, it would be a guy, you know yep, what I mean? Yep, yep. So when, when, uh, when Neil calls a meeting and just like, Hey, you know, we have a, we have a problem. It's like, yeah. you know, we, we have either we sign jail or they, they threaten, to remove us with the the monster, the, the monster, yeah. and San monster was was a big revenue. It, it was a monster. <laughs> it sales, you know. So it was it was quite a big deal. But yeah. at the same time, I think I think you know they were happy also of us selling monster. You know, so sure. I don't think if we didn't have to sign um, Jela, it would have been fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I think it would have been fine as far as the brand was concerned. Yeah. And and. and Danny and I were like, stop, wait a minute, dude, we can't do that. Yeah. You know, we, we promised Ryan that he was going to be the guy, yep. you know, and all our marketing efforts is going to be around Ryan, mm-hmm. and, and and those two don't don't drive. There's no way. Yeah. We can't do that. So you, so you saw this coming. Like, you saw this coming. You're, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And Danny and I were like, please, don't sign John. He's just... <laughs> That's bad news for for yeah. the business. It's bad news for yeah. you know the the, the our words. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, this is not what we were. You yeah. Know, we were all about you know having a word and and mm-hmm. true and and commit to what we promise. You know, and that was that was breaking that promise. And and um, sure enough, the guy didn't care. It's just like well, you know, that's yeah, it. too bad. And I'm just right. gonna sign him. And yeah. so he's like, hey, you know, Mark, I'm sure you're talented. You can come up with some. You know, like rivalry kind of campaign. You know, Dungey against him, and I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. you don't know those guys. You know, yeah. Right? yeah. So, so you get a phone call on, on probably the afternoon of Anaheim one from Tony Gardia, Ryan's agent. <laughs> not me, but yeah. not me, but yeah. I yeah. mean, I didn't get that phone call, but I as soon as I got to Anaheim, Tony's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm just like, I'm so sorry, but he's that's it. He's uh, yeah. he's he's gonna wear one today, but not next week. I'm oh like, wow, oh, really? Huh? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I guess it doesn't sound like you fought him too much, right? Doesn't sound like you. Um, no, I I mean. I mean, I don't know. That was above my. No, but I mean, you personally, like you personally, like you didn't. Uh, you understood it. Sounds like probably right. You're like, yeah, I guess. Well, I was super bummed. Yeah, I, mean, I was. I was super. I mean, secretly, I was hoping Ryan would would just be okay with it at the end of the day. You know, right. Because, right. Because you know, well, basically, this is you know, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a sponsorship. It's not. I mean. Yeah. But but I could I could totally understand his position. You know, he was we, he had a word from us that he would be the guy, and mm-hmm. and, and sure enough, we yeah. you know they signed they signed this guy who's 
who's his enemy. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's like a stab in the back. You know, so oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, the one J Law thing didn't work out either. He he didn't finish. He didn't defend his title very well, and he moved to the four fifties. I don't think. He right. even made it through a quarter of the season, you know. Um, well, I mean, it was just just having having to show up for a photo shoot that was that was the right. challenge. So yeah, you, know, uh, you you did do. I imagine it was you. You did the the Racer X ad with all the journalists on one yep. side and Jason on the other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that yep. was my idea. Uh, I, I mean, I was, the guy was controversial, and we lost Ryan. I mean, obviously, it was a big blow. I was like. I was so bummed, but at the same time, I was like, you know what, we gotta, we gotta do whatever, you know, some save what it has to be saved. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Trying to make cool ads with with what we have. So, yeah. um, I thought about the guy being so controversial it would be be kind of funny to yeah. be exposed to the press. And um, and think about and even for that photo shoot, you didn't show up. It's <laughs> actually Russ is actually the the mannequin. For oh no way, really? Yeah, that's not him. Oh, that's, that's I didn't even. So, still couldn't show up for that. Just couldn't no. even do that. That's what. That's why he's turning his back. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Couldn't see his face. Oh boy. <laughs> and and you think about Fox just stepping into that. They, they, they you know, they probably paid Dunn just a little bit of money, mm-hmm. you know, and they stepped and he, and he went to Fox and then just that that deal right there. What could have changed? What could have been? You know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, that was that was, uh, and to me. Uh, I, I called Ludo. I was like, "This is it, man. This, those guys don't get it." <laughs> There's know? no going and, back, Ludo. Ludo was laughing, you know, in, a, yeah. in, his, in his corner. He's just gone, and he was into, you know, riding yeah. his, his rally bikes in the, the yeah, car. Yeah. So yeah. he was gone and far remote from the bullshit. But uh, uh, um, so yeah. how long? How long do you stay at one after all that happens? Well, I had a contract, unfortunately, and, yep. and that that's that was a mistake I made. It's just like I should have um, read the, fi- the fine print yep, yep, <laughs> when I signed yep, it. Yep. Like uh, I had a contract, and I had to stay um, a period of five years, so I had to stay from '07 to uh, actually three years, so '07 to to oh, really? You couldn't get out of it. You couldn't. You couldn't do. Well, that? they were. I could. But yeah. I was walking away, and they would not pay me. Yeah, yeah, good point. Well, right? I mean, not. I mean, I had a big chunk, but I mean, I yeah, 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 had a lot of money on the table. Sure, and yeah, yeah. Lou was like, "Oh bullshit, let's go." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, easy for you. Yeah, you yeah. got you got paid, not me." So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Easy for you to say, Ludo. Go enjoy your rally bikes in Africa. I'll I'll stay here. Right? You're. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I had to kind of honor my contract and, and yeah. you know get my my final check, and that was uh, to that to the day. You know, I left that day. Um, yeah, it it's there a bit of a look. You made some money. Uh, you created this this powerhouse gear and and graphics line, but it's got to be a little sad, huh? To to walk away and, and after oh. all the things you did. Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> really? Oh, uh, yeah. I know. I no, bet, I mean, I not bet it would crying. Be, yeah. yeah, not crying physically, but, uh, but internally, I was just, I was so down. I was right. just like, you know, like uh, one industry is my baby. Yeah. The logo and the idea, everything was yep. my baby. And even though the team kind of made it, made it to what it was, but it was just at the beginning. It was just, you know, to me, yeah. I was like going to retire with one industries, you know. And and, and and the funny thing is, is it did not go much longer than after you left. It really didn't. Yeah, that's the sad part. But you know, thank God I got I got you know we we Ludo and I had a, a, another project. That, yeah. That that kept me going because otherwise, um, if I had only one, and I'd be like at home looking at 
<laughs> watching TV, I'll be like, man, you know, that's it. I sold this thing. I sold yeah. my, my child, and then, yeah. and then it's, dead. it's dead now. Yeah, dude. So, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's um, well, some people would, would, would be depressed with this. But uh, actually, for me, it was just more... It was more because because we had this uh, this project with hundred percent. It mm-hmm. was it was actually some kind of fuel to fire. It was just like you know what? Let's do it again. Let's do it yeah, again. Yeah, we're yeah. We're just gonna kick some ass. <laughs> um, well, it's just I, there's too many of these moto companies that these private equity people have bought and driven into the ground. I just I don't understand. I guess maybe if I sell Pulp MX to one, I'll understand. But mm-hmm. I just. Uh, Man, they take they buy these companies and and one is one of them and and six six one and and White Brothers and you name it and then they want to change the way that company became successful. It blows my mind. I don't. Yeah, this is this is why you don't understand really because they buy they buy the company because a certain uh, a certain um, philosophy yeah, or, or, yeah. or the way you you did things, and then as soon as they own it, they want to change it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't get it. It's like, why don't you let the owner do what they do best? You Absolutely, know? yeah. I, I, and then, you know, uh, and because we were we were profitable, you know, like, mm-hmm. like at the one industries, uh, you know, every year we were like increasing our our, yeah. our, um, our business. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just like, you know, why don't we let, why don't you let us do what we know yeah. What we're doing, you yeah. know, it's like it's it's weird. It just I don't get it, but but it's 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 about control, you know. Mm-hmm. I think at one point they just want to control. They put they put their own um, uh, accountant and they yeah, want to yeah. control people and just you know. And, and, and the thing is, like moto, uh, mountain bike, whatever. I mean, it's 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 a core business, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a it's it's if you look at all the people who are in this industry, they they're passionate and you know, they love yeah. the sport. They yeah. love. They love what they're doing, you know, and they I love think, riding dirt bikes. They love racing. Yeah, they yeah. race. Like yeah. like you mentioned, Rich Taylor. I'm sure the guy rides every day. You yeah, know? it's just like yeah. and, and same with you know a lot of guys in the industry, you know, and like Pete Fox, he, he still loves moto. I mean, you can yeah see on his Instagram, you know. Yep. Yeah. And absolutely. Stuff like that, you know. So uh, people who are successful still first and foremost they love moto, and 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 when a banker comes or private equity is is you know they 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 love dollars. It's different. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah, they yeah. just they 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 don't they don't have that passion with them. So their 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 um, actions and the decisions are totally different. Yeah. You know? they're, they're, was there a point where you guys scrapped the graphics altogether at one? I think there was. Right. There there was a. Was there a point where the graphics just you guys didn't decide to do them anymore? Yeah, but it was after me. Oh, it was after you. Okay. When I left, yeah, yeah. it was still it was still there. Yeah. Uh, okay. We were still doing graphics, and uh, but like I said earlier, it's just uh, that that business was very starting to change. Yeah. In a way. yeah absolutely. No. People it, were looking to they were, the dealers didn't want to stock that kind of graphics. They want to take an order, but then order. You know what I mean? The, the ordering system was different. Uh, people start to. Um, uh, get into the customization yeah. things, and, yeah. and that was different. So the sales were probably you had to be very competitive and very on point and, mm-hmm. and very on it to to be successful in graphics because it was becoming very very uh, competitive. Yep, yep. Um, so I mean, obviously, as soon as the the, the new ownership came in, they did gear, and it, you know, it mm-hmm. was like it was all about monster and gear and stuff like that. So yeah. the graphic was was just this. The bastard child is just like you know. So it, and it, they kind of neglected and and then they went away. But oh, that was after me. I was yeah. just gone already. So who 
who comes up with goggles a and who comes up with the name 100% and of course mark you know you're you're a big moto fan so you know Drulene, you know the brand you know the yeah. name everyone ran the yeah. chest protector stickers um so for, you don't got to explain that to yourself or anybody but whose idea was all that um well the thing is it's, it's a combination of things uh, i mean we we all knew drew uh, because obviously he was 100, percent and at the time he was doing graphic too. So he was, yep. ironically, he was our competitor at, at One Industries. And, yeah, that's uh, true, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. he was doing graphic with Fox. Actually, Fox was was um, yep. selling the stuff. Um, I knew Drew back in 80, 90, 1990. Okay, because uh, David Bailey introduced me to Drew. Mm-hmm. And, and and Drew was looking for for a freelance guy to to do a couple of t-shirts. So okay. I did some t-shirt for for Drew back in 1980. Oh, okay. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't know that that yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Funny story actually. Right, right. But um, so that's that. You know, I knew Drew, and and obviously being being one industries and him mm-hmm. selling graphics. So we were, but he was he was such a great guy. You know, always always very uh, humble and, yep. and uh, uh, very friendly. Remember, remember uh, his his numbers changed the, the game in numbers when he came oh, out with yeah. those numbers that that changed the game. Oh yeah, the like, numbers. Yeah, right, sure. right. Like like yeah. numbers were skinny and yeah. didn't really look like anything, and they were just black and white and whatever, and and they weren't. And he came out with like the wet look, and yeah. they were thicker, and like he, he great job by him. Yeah. No, I mean he was he was um you know uh, uh, he was just a precursor of of, of cool stuff. Yeah, you know? like he. Uh, uh, having his logo on the jerseys, you know, on the stars. I mean, it was uh, just yeah. because he was such a great guy. You know, I mean, right. people, everybody loved him. I yeah. never heard a, I mean, I never knew him very personally, very uh-huh. closely. But I don't, I didn't meet anybody that's that said bad thing about yeah. him. He was just yeah. a super friendly guy. So he's passed. He passes away. Uh, he passes away. And uh, and you guys are like. What's going on with that logo? What's going on with that well, logo? Well, the thing is, we we got you know, we took a year off. I mean, I took a year off. Of, of oh, work, did you? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then Ludo was still into his uh, his rally stuff, <clears throat> but we start kind of get together and thinking about maybe something we mm-hmm. could do again, you know. But it was that was um, that was you know like some ideas, nothing very set in stone, you mm-hmm. know, and and um, and. Um, I think Ludo Ludo was a friend with uh, I mean I am too but you know he was very in contact with uh, Jim Hell. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Jim Hell was uh had the had the trademark. Oh, okay. from Drew. Oh, because, I didn't know that. Okay, so Yeah, when he passed away, he yep. he, he yeah, he kind of he kind of let the the trademark to to his friends. Okay. So yeah, Jim, that was Jim's a great guy. Jim, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um so we always liked 100%. It was, you know, even like when we were a competitor, you know, we were like, you know, Drew, your name is amazing. <laughs> you can do so much it's, with it. It's like Just, it's like one, though. It's a little bit like one. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. So yeah. if you Google uh, 100%, it says equal one. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but we always liked this this brand. I mean, yeah. for because of my childhood and, and obviously Bailey and O'Mara and Johnson wearing wearing the logo on their yeah. on their jersey and, and Drew was you know amazing and so we always loved that brand. We was like, Man, there's so much potential and um and we, we told him that. It's like, you know, yeah. your brand is so big, you can you can go so big with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately I don't know. 
Did he, did, did, he, did he agree with that, or was he just saying, ah, whatever? Oh, yeah, he yeah. was just like, for sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, uh, I'm sure he was like, you know, he had the same uh, vision, mm-hmm. I hope, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so you get that trademark from Jim Hale, and you're like... So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, Ludo get in touch with, with Jim Hale, and Jim says, yeah, I'll sell it to you, but, you know, um, uh, so we... We purchased uh, the, the the trademark and yep. we told him, hey, you know, you don't need the money. Just give it to a good uh, a good association, you know, like okay. a, a yep. contribution. Some somebody that that needs it, you know. So I, I hope he did. Oh wow, cool. <laughs> but, yeah, hopefully he did. Yeah, Jim. Jim yeah. seems like a good guy. He lives here in Vegas. I've I've uh, I talked to him on the phone a few times. I've been trying to get yeah. together with him, but he's. Uh, He's living the high life, mechanics wear and, and Axel well, and all that does very well. So. For sure. So, yeah, we were talking about uh, having a, a donation to um, an association for people who are suicidal and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously to, in honor to, to Drew. To Drew, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that, that's kind of, you know, we had, you know, Ludo made the deal and, um, and that's kind of like what, what started, you know. Yeah. He called me, he says, well, I think we we got it. back in business. You know, <laughs> what what what, right. what do you want to do? Yeah, like man, you're like, well, gra- I can't do graphics anymore. I can't. No, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, we I didn't want to do anything that we've done so far. I mean, right. it was it's like okay, let's go back to mode because that's what we love. Yeah, but at the same time, we don't want to recreate. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't want to recreate something we've already done. You know, it's like let's do something different. Yep. And uh, so we kind of, you know, had scratch our heads, and and, and eyewear was always something we we loved. I mean, mm-hmm. a big fan of Oakley early days, and big fan of Spy. And, yeah. And 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 then you know, we're like, well, maybe maybe this there's uh, there's some there's some uh, we, we saw potential with Scott kind of kind of being a little off. Mm-hmm. Oakley being so big, yep. you know what I mean? Uh, we're like, well, you know, maybe we're not going to be a leader, but, yep. you know, if we, do, if we do a good product line and, you know, yeah, hard, stuff. Which hard, we, hard to beat Oakley. Hard to beat Oakley in the highway. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was not, um, not, it's not the, it's not the goal. Yeah, yeah. No, um, so, so, yeah, so you, that's it. You fired it up. Goggles, 100% logo. Whole so, thing. yeah, yeah. We, we started, we started the, the, you know, designing, and then Jerome came back also, and and obviously Jerome being, um, he, he pretty much worked at Spy. You know, yeah. I, I introduced him to the Spy people back in the back in 1989. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, 90. Yeah. So back in the day, he pretty much created Spy with, with all his designs and stuff. Okay. So he, yeah. he worked in eyewear for so many years. He's 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 the man. Mm-hmm. So. Designing goggles was just like easy, you know. You can sure. I think the next day he had had ten different designs. Uh, <laughs> and I and I really I do notice the similarities similarities between one and hundred percent is that you guys are aggressive. You come out, you know, you're 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 making an impact in the market right away. You're just like this is what yeah. we're doing. Uh, we're everywhere. We got prints. We got digital ads. Um, you know, I mean that's yeah. that's what I noticed because one industry seemed to just before I knew one industries they were everywhere. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, one industries was was um, um, I don't know because probably uh, there was a need for for, mm-hmm. for this graphics. kind of product, yep. you know. Yep. And and then, like I said, back in the day, just doing only an ad in MXA, and that was that was it. You know, the yeah. phone was ringing. There was no internet back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So remember the uh, remember the set, remember sending in a, a notice with your credit card number on a piece of paper. You would mail your credit card number on a piece of paper oh, to yeah. a company. <laughs> And they would yeah. they would ship you something <laughs> exactly. If the kids listen, they they won't yeah. believe it. No, I know, right? So 
Yeah, four hundred percent. It was it was actually a lot faster. Yeah. Because because you know we we've done a lot of you know uh, a lot of stuff in the, in the industry. We knew mm-hmm. we knew people. We knew the magazine. So you know when yep. we called when we called Davy and Scott and say hey you know we're we're launching a new brand you know and yeah and um, do you have a do you have a spread for us? I'm like of course we got yeah, a spread yeah. for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just you got it got a lot easier. Yeah. Than, you know. Um, so. And it seems like a little bit of more mountain bike line push by you guys. Yeah. A little more uh, getting into that end of things. I don't know. Yeah. Mountain bike guys can be snobs, you know, for new companies and things like that. But how's that yeah. working out? Well. Like I said, that's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're taking our time. It's just uh, the line. The line is, uh, you know, we, we're coming from models. So, you know, when we pick design, we, we pick what we mm-hmm. ride, ride with, you know, as a motor guy. But but uh, the we have to learn about the, the mountain bike guys. They're a little yeah. different. Oh, so yeah, you, yeah. So, obviously, uh, we're, we're finding this. But um, going forward, there's... there's um, Obviously, a very, very um, more appropriate line for mountain bike. Right, right. Know? But, uh, uh, but it, it's still, it's still, um, um, I would say, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's still very premature mm-hmm. as far as as big numbers. Right, uh, right, right. Uh, ride one hundred percent dot com for people who want to check it out. All of that stuff that we just talked about, whether it's goggles or mountain bikes or casual wear, or athletic uh, stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's really another congratulations to yourself and Ludo for. For doing it again. Um, Mark Blanchard on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Before we go, Mark, a couple of questions more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what product that you didn't design and you had nothing to do with do you admire? Are there a few products that out there that just, in your eyes, are, are perfect or, or just look amazing that you had nothing to do with? Oh, yeah, the Stundum. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, the, the early days, JT, like the, the LS2. Yeah. Yeah, uh, V2000s and 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 um, uh, Scott boots. I mean, they were they were not successful. The old they ones were, or the new the ones? ones? The old ones. Oh, the old ones. The old ones. The, the Bob Hanna ones. Yeah. Yeah, and those those were like my childhood kind of dream. You know, like, <laughs> um, I mean, lately the shift stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, um, some of the boots Fox does. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, how about, some, how about the the new Fox? It's it's I don't think it's the uh, the instinct, but it's got just the rubber band for a, mm-hmm. for a, for a, a clasp. Yeah, or whatever that is, not rubber, but whatever that is. I don't mm-hmm. know. But it's pretty trick, right? Kind of neat. Yeah, I, I mean, right. I don't know if it like I was asking somebody else. I'm like, does it stretch out every time or like you know? I just that's a neat idea. That's yeah, it is a neat idea. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a price point boot too. It's not that expensive. Right, right. Yeah, um, great, great deal. And what about like uh, and you know again we talk about you doing the Dalmatian stuff. How'd you feel about the the Fox stuff with the zebras and, and the Bradshaw and the polka dots and all that? Yeah, I mean the the, the print started with um, the the bad bones. Yep. I think that's the very first. I think print so. Yeah. Yep. In moto and and then it was followed by um, I think Confetti did it did it that it's, it's kind of not that great, but. Um, but then we came up with the Dalmatian, and yep. then after that it was the zebra and the doll. You know, obviously it was great. Yeah, I, mean, I love. You know, it's, it was it was that kind of era where yeah. everybody was looking into putting a print and and you know run marketing around it. You know, like yep. um, the zebra with Bradshaw was, was great. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, it. Pete. You know, Pete, I did one of these with Pete, and I've done a few of these, and mm-hmm. he acknowledges John and JT. You know, mm-hmm. and yourself, I would guess, because you were there mm-hmm. for a lot of design trends. He's he's uh, 
15, 16 years old around 1985, 86, 87, mm-hmm. somewhere around mm-hmm. there, you know, and he's he's seeing this and he's like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yep. uh, I met I met Pete after after we sold one Industries, actually. Oh, it took, um, you, took you that long to meet him? Yeah, I never met him. You know, big respect. Yeah, never met him. But then after after uh, I was uh, after off work, he just contacted me uh, through Eric, actually Eric Pernard. Yep. And uh, and he's like, hey, you know, let, let's let's chat, let's talk. So I talked to Pete a couple times. Yeah. Super cool guy, you know, same same passion, you know, same yeah, a lot, uh, a lot like, of stuff in common for sure. Yeah, a lot like you. More of a, he's not a I don't know how I mean I I just know him from afar and talking to him, but I don't think you know, running the business is what he wants to do. He wants to design things, he wants to be cool, yeah. he wants to yeah. look yeah. at stuff differently, right? Yeah, but I think he's he done, he's done pretty yeah. pretty amazing stuff and, <laughs> yeah. and especially on the on the on the running business side. You yeah. Know, there's uh, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're more. He's, he's, he's me and Ludo together. Um, is there a product that you worked on that you think there's a need for, but you can't pull it off, or that you that you you had to abandon, or anything else that you thought had a future or a cool coolness? Well, yeah, we work at JT back in the day. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we we work with Danny Laporte on on the stretch band. Stretch band. Yeah, it was it was actually um, it was what what the, the the current writer wear, but that was back in '94. Um, we did a paint that was totally stretchy, oh. uh, no patch, nothing, just prints on it. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, yeah, and Danny Danny Laporte um, was a big advocate of it. Yeah, And, yep. uh, and obviously, we were having meeting. We just like worked on on prototypes, mm-hmm. and and when. Um, when he puts it on, I mean, Danny being like, you know, athletics and stuff, big legs, it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's good. Right. And then he puts on on me, which <laughs> skinny guy, just like your regular Joe Schmo. Yeah, yeah, you're and like it terrible. Right. It's right. like, oh. And back then, I guess the 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 cut was was not refined. Yeah. Whatever, but um, but but that that we we kind of killed it. Yeah. But it could have been, you know, what what another another um. You know, evolution yeah, like a little bit, uh, a little bit what Seven's doing now. You mean, kind of? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Or, or even like the shifts with the the stretch panels. Sure. Yeah. Like a very subtle uh, graphic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any plans? I guess you don't want to un- unveil them on this podcast, but 100 mm-hmm. percent helmet, 100 percent boots. Anything oh, like no. that? No. <laughs> no. Sorry no. To, no. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> nothing in the moto. Um, yeah. Nothing in the pipeline in the moto. Right. Um, in the mo- in moto in moto we 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 have eyewear we have goggles we're working on on goggles and yeah. that's this is this is big already <laughs> right 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 why do I think Mark that you guys are going to do this again you're going to build another company and sell it yeah. again and just kill it again um, I don't know. Um, no. If we do gear one day in moto, then you know. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the final straw, right? How about that? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, man, uh, thank you for the uh, for the time on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars and and uh, and, and uh, Maxis as well. Uh, real interesting guy, man, and you're, you're passionate. You can tell you're passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, you I come am. from another country and. And you just really built it. You know, you did the American dream, really, twice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I said to Bevo. It's like, you know what? I don't care. As long as I got a pit pass, I'll, uh, I'll keep working. <laughs> hey, well, before I let you go, is there a favorite rider of yours to work with over the years? Is there somebody 
that you just you've, you've really admired uh, from afar? I mean, I know there's probably a yeah, lot of them. Yeah, it depends on the product, but you know, overall, Jeremy McGrath was one of the best, um, best guy. Yeah. Super fun guy, and just down to earth for 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 the for the. I mean, obviously the stature of the guy. You know, he was multiple yeah. champion and and still very humble, very friendly. Um, yeah, David Bailey, but he was he was unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, obviously injured after, after when I'm in. But David Bailey's a you know good good guy. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Sebastian Tartelli, close right. friend. Yeah. Close friend to me. Seb very... is a, I, I think the world of Seb. He's he's a great yeah. guy. I wish he was. He's in Spain doing motocross stuff. I wish he was mm-hmm. over back over here. Yeah. I mean, and, and currently, I mean, obviously, I don't know Ken. He seems like a like a great guy. But Marvin is a good guy. We mm-hmm. knew him since he, he rode Peewees. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, Plessinger, Cooper, all those guys are, are good, but yeah. you know, again, those are recent. But yeah, Plessinger. Oh, oh. Plessinger seems like a guy. Like, I like him. He seems real. You know, yeah, absolutely. Like he seems. Uh, he's not a PR guy. He doesn't just name off his sponsors. I really like Aaron yeah. Plessinger. Um, yeah, he's more natural. Outstandable. Yeah, yeah, he's outstandable. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, hey man, uh, thanks again for the time. I really appreciate it. I yep. think our listeners will uh, will really enjoy your story. And from right. JT to one to. Helping out Drew Lean. I didn't even know that. Helping out Drew with the stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great story, man. Yeah. Um, thank you. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. 
Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.